0: Well, hello everyone. My name is Cameron. Welcome to this edition of Connected by Community brought to you by Valentine Capital Advisors. I'm one of your hosts today. With me is our lovely co-host Anthony Conchieco, <laughs> and we're joined by Brian Johnson from Suggs Johnson. So thanks so much for coming today. Hey
1: guys, thanks for having me.
0: Awesome. So I know we're going to get into all the fun things of tax planning and CPA work and all that good good stuff. But before we get started, I guess tell us a little bit about yourself personally, professionally, and uh, kind of how you got in the industry.
1: Okay, great. Yeah. Uh, so Brian Johnson, married, got... Three kids, two in college, well, no, I was about to say two in college, but one actually graduated and is now gainfully employed, so that's a good thing. Um, Been a CPA for 27 years now. Um, Grew up in in Georgia on a dairy farm and knew I didn't want to do that for a living, so I had to decide something else and went to PC undergrad, and after that, I had the opportunity to to go to grad school at the University of Georgia with an assistantship and from there, just, you know, got recruited by accounting firms and really got to know a lot about what they were doing. And so I started my career with the big four and uh, then been out on my, our own XAXA uh, Johnson for about 17 years now. So, Awesome. And it's been a good, a, a great career, very rewarding.
0: Awesome. So how was it transferring from, like you said, a large big four accounting firm? I know that's kind of the, the typical route for young CPAs and then starting your own, I guess. What have you seen from there and you know, would you change anything?
1: Uh, no, I wouldn't change anything. I actually was was at the big four, and then I was at a regional firm, and then decided to, you know, had enough experience at that point after ten years between those two to, to go out and, and try to do it myself, and um, get a lot of depth of experience with the bigger firms, um, and so that was very valuable. And but then the relationships at the smaller firms, uh, and at our firm, is what I that's, that's really what I enjoy is the relationships, and it's just a better opportunity to continue building relationships um, at, you know, at our firm.
2: And also, what would set you apart from some of the bigger firms?
1: Uh, I would say just that. I mean, we, I could read you an email that we got this week, um, from a, a new client moved into the area, had some really year in planning issues. I got one of my managers to do a, a projection for him, And then the two of us called him together and just walked through it and told him, you know, gave him some ideas. And he sent us an email and said, you know, in 2022 to have a partner of a firm, be able to, To to call you and and talk through this was was pretty special, and he appreciated it. And I I think that's, that's probably what sets us apart from the larger
2: firms.
0: Awesome. Awesome. I know, so I, I'm originally from Anderson and uh, our families yeah. kind of know each other and you yeah. guys kind of started in Anderson and then kind of migrated to Greenville recently. How's been, how's that transfer been? Y'all liking Greenville and, and kind of getting, getting yeah. everything going here?
1: Yeah, it's been great. Uh, you know, we um, purchased a, a, a practice, Lewis Hazelwood's getting ready to retire, looking for a place to, or, you know, transition some of his clients to as he, as he slows down a bit. And uh, met a lot of great people. He's got a, a great client base to, to work with, and then you know, meet guys like like you all to to partner with and, and continue serving clients. It's, it's been a, it's been a great move for us.
2: Awesome, awesome. So I guess it's time to jump into taxes. You nope. know, we're, we're we're at the end of the year. We're at the end of the year. Um, coming up to tax season, what should some folks start to sort of think about?
1: You know, uh, it's a great question. A lot of it depends on where they are in life um you know what what stage of their their career they're in but as you and I we've talked about prior to this uh, retirement planning is usually where I start i mean if it's a if it's a business even you know let's make sure they've maxed out their their 401k's if there's an opportunity that they can pay the owners can pay themselves a bonus and 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 max out their 401k's or or look at you know profit sharing opportunities that's usually where we start um you know some some other firms start with, you buy a truck. You know, <laughs> you know, the truck's going to depreciate. Hopefully that, that 401k is going to appreciate in value. So we usually start there. Um, on the business side, we look at, you know, what equipment are you going to need in the next six months or so? Let's go ahead and buy it now if we can uh, and get the addicted deduction in mm-hmm. this year. Um, on the personal side, you know, we start looking at um, 529 plans. Have you funded your HSA? Have you done your retirement um, is there opportunity for tax credits? Um, I've done a, quite a bit in that space this year with some opportunities to buy uh, a tax credits at a discounted rate that will cover your tax liability on the, on the state level, especially and somewhat on the on the federal level as well. So, um, really, it's just having that conversation and just figuring out you know what can we what can we do at this point. And charitable giving, uh, we do a lot of that. Um, something y'all are very familiar with, probably donor advised funds. Um, that's a great tool in a big year. If someone has an unusual year, of a sale of a business or a retirement or something where they're bringing in a lot of income, maybe some big capital gains, a uh, sale of real estate, you can sort of pre-fund your yeah. charitable contribution for a few years and take the deduction in this year when you really need it. And so that's, that's a, a conversation we have a lot of times.
0: Very cool. Very cool. What? So you kind of mentioned something. I want to hit on this again. A lot. A lot of young people, kind of like myself, that you know maybe have something successful happen. They sell some real estate. They get in a business and maybe sell it, um, or they just have a really profitable year on their own. Um, maybe they're you know paying themselves a salary. Et cetera. They're like, oh, I'll just, I'll, like you said, I'll just buy a new truck and write off. I don't have to pay any taxes. I guess. Can you speak on that a little bit? And you know, sometimes that makes sense. Obviously, we're not giving advice because it's generalized here. But um, I think a lot of people have a misconception that you know, just because you write something off you know it, it kind of negates your tax liability in a way and um you know obviously not paying taxes is what we want to do but you got to have income um, as well to live so
1: yeah yeah that's a good point uh, a lot of people do confuse a deduction with a credit so they think they go buy a $50,000 truck and it saves them $50,000 in taxes well that's de- definitely not the case obviously that that lowers your income by 50,000 and then depending on what bracket you're in you know so maybe you save uh, 25, 30, 35% of that, of that money, but you're spending 50 to gain that. So if you're, you're spending 50 to save 15, you're still going to have, you know, a big, potentially a big tax bill to pay. And, you know, then it also depends on the type of vehicle you buy, uh, you know, a bigger vehicle you usually can write off faster. Um, but if you don't use it at least 50% in the business, then you can't take some of the the bonus depreciation, 179, stuff like that. So, you know, amazingly, a lot of people use their their vehicles at least sixty or seventy <laughs> percent. <laughs>
2: yeah, right. oh, I drive
1: it yeah. every day. That's right. Yeah. This, this
0: new Corvette, yeah. yeah, it's it's really great for my construction business. <laughs> right, and it's,
1: you know, I'm looking at houses every time I drive. So, uh, and that doesn't really fly. Um, but so we try to be careful with that. You know, a lot of times it works better to buy the vehicle personally and take mileage because um, mileage this year at sixty two and a half cents per mile adds up pretty quickly. Um, so if you if you're going with the uh, Fuel efficient vehicle, a, a smaller sedan or something that you can't take the heavy, the big hit in one year on, the mileage really works out, really works out well. But it's it's something to think about, I mean, and you can't do it every year. That's another thing. You, you know, if you buy it this year and then you sell it next year and get a new one, you you got gain on that sale because you depreciated it to zero, and so then your your delta in your gain and You're having to go up in value. You, it's not as big a benefit. It's not as
0: it's not, as, it's not as easy to send. Oh yeah, I'm about fifty thousand uh, yeah. dollar truck and, and ride it. All, right. All so through.
1: when you're taking advice from your from your buddy or your or TikTok you know, or, or whatever, it <laughs> <that, that, that laughs> sounds good until you get into the details. <laughs> yeah.
2: As we prepare for for <clears throat> next year, you know, we we always get this question from clients, and uh, we, you know, when should they file for their taxes? And and a lot of our clients are wanting to get it done as quick as possible. Right. um and sometimes that could be troublesome um um especially with 1099s not coming out till february and so what what advice would you give clients how how, how long should they wait obviously you don't want them to wait till till the deadline but right. when should they actually file
1: uh, well one misconception with that is that it matters from the, to the IRS i mean you hear people on both ends of the spectrum say well I I never extend. I'm not going to extend because that, that gives you, that makes you audited. And then you have others that if I don't file mine until October, that gives them less time to audit me. Neither is really true. I mean, I've never seen a correlation in the, the date you filed versus if you were audited or not. Um, so from, from my perspective, as soon as you can get your information together and you know, you have your 1099s from your investment advisor, get to your CPA. Because if you wait too long, it puts more pressure on us. We love people that come in in February. I mean, February is so much better than the end of March.
0: (laughs) They're they're coming in with two weeks left. Like, hey, we got to get this filed. I hope this is
1: fine. Right. And if you think about it, you're getting in when there's less volume. There's even more time can be spent. You know, your your CPA is not as tired at that point. Um, Generally, you know, if we, you know, we're not perfect. We're going to make a mistake every now and then. And usually when we... The, uh, a mistake or, or get a notice for, for something matched up. We're like, when did we file that return? Oh, yeah, April 13th. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so there, there is some correlation there.
0: <laughs> Speaking on that, on the business side, I know you guys obviously do a lot on the personal side, and it sounds like you do a lot for for small business centers and even larger business centers as well. I guess, can you talk about your breadth of services as well and um, maybe who your kind of niche clientele is?
1: Sure. Um, yeah, we, you know, business... Small business, I say, is is, is is although that's a broad niche, then that is kind of where we can add a lot of value because you know you're looking at the business owner, you're you're helping them in their business, you're helping them with how that translates to their individual tax situation. Um, you, you're concerned about things other than just tax. I mean, you're helping them grow the business and be more profitable. So we have a, a client account, client accounting. I can't even say the word; it's <laughs> a new buzzword. We used to call it business services, and now the industry calls it client accounting services. So it's basically your outsourced accounting. Um, so we have a, a department of uh, six people that that do that, and and they, you know, it's your payroll yourselves. We we don't do a lot of payroll, but payroll tax return assistance, sales tax returns after-the-fact bookkeeping um, assistance with QuickBooks Online. That's really a lot where small businesses are going now. They're signing up for QuickBooks. We can log on. They can log on. We can see it together. We can help them with that. We have a a department that does that. We have the audit department that Assurance. So if a construction contractor or or a bank or, or something is requiring you to have audited or reviewed financial statements for licensing purposes or debt purposes, Um, We have an audit department that that provides that that assurance services for them. And then we have our our tax department that, and we don't specialize a lot, but we have a lot. We do a lot in the construction manufacturing space. We do a lot in the professional services, um, doctors, attorneys, dentists, um, that kind of space that we're able to to help out with.
0: Yeah. So some, even on the individual side, can still add value. It's more than just, you know. Doing, a, doing the standard deduction and kind of walking away for the most part.
1: Right. Yeah. There's a lot that you can do from the business side. So if you're a, if you're someone that's, that you're employed by another company, you have a W-2, you know, you have some charitable contributions, some investment, Yeah, there's some planning that can be done there, but there's not a lot of movements a lot of times that you can do. But on the business side, you have your equipment purchases. I mean, you may want to slow down on your invoicing at the end of the year. Speed up on your if your cash basis. Speed up on paying your your invoices at the end of the year, just to kind of control that bottom line at the end. Um, you know, within reason. Obviously, you gotta you can't do anything that's unethical, but um, you can. You know, if you if your choice is to hey, I'm gonna invoice that customer today, or Or, or, you know, on December 26th or or January 2nd or or pay that bill at the end of the year or the first of the year, then accelerating those expenses into the into this year in a big year can help. Um, So, you know, it's those kind of things that we're doing a lot of this time of year. We're we're making the phone calls and checking in and seeing, you know, um, you know, where are we at for the year have we have we maxed our four hundred and one k? Have we considered profit sharing? Do we need any equipment? You know, don't buy equipment that you don't need. But if you're going to need equipment within the next six months, you know now's probably a good time to do it.
0: Yeah. So I, I guess I have a two part question that you kind of mentioned. Too. You mentioned QuickBooks and accounting software in general. I guess how much has that helped your practice be more efficient um, and offer obviously good results. Uh, and then what do you say to the people that are like, oh, you know, somebody has a business that's got more stuff going on than just, like I said, a W-2 with a standard deduction. Oh, I'll just fill it out in QuickBooks and hit submit and we'll be good to go for next year. I guess. What do you say on, on both sides of the spectrum there?
1: Um, it's, it's a great tool um, from a small business perspective and especially the online version. So you can share the information back and forth with with your advisor. So, you know, you're not doing something the wrong way or the way that that's not helpful. Um, all year, and then sending in your QuickBooks file in February and, and hoping for the best, you know. So, being able to log on and and look at QuickBooks, check behind a, a client, uh, show them the right way to do something in January, or February, so that they're not doing it wrong for 12 months has been very valuable. Um, and as far as being able to prepare a tax return yourself, some people can, and, and if they're very simple. You know, that's, that's not really who we're set up for anyway, but if, if you have a lot going on, you know, you can really answer that question any way you, you want to. And well, how would you, if you're going through a TurboTax or something like that and answered a question and you don't know where it's supposed to end up on the form and, and it's r- purely reading it by your answer there and you don't know what the outcome should be, then that can get you in, in trouble sometimes.
2: Yeah. For for a new client that comes to you, what's what sort of the process? Do you have a a team um, that sort of works on new clients, and, and when do when would someone with your expertise sort of get involved? Um,
1: good question. Yeah, we do, We have uh, five what we call tax managers, senior managers, in in our firm. And every every new client that comes in the door is assigned a tax manager. That's kind of their their point of contact. Um, so we'll we'll onboard a new client. We'll get a copy of their prior year return, see what it looks like. Um, if it's, if they're coming in this time of year, we usually try to get a a pay stub or or if they're you know business owner, the year to date financials and kind of see where they are from that perspective. And uh, you know a lot of times the the manager you know may assign that to a staff, but they'll get a projection done and look at it and and see if there's anything we can do with the client before the end of the year. Um they bring me in sometime just uh a lot of times with the retirement plan discussions just because I, I have those discussion a lot um I'll come in if if we're um having a choice of entity you know maybe this year we 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 got a new client that is currently a uh schedule c so a sole proprietorship and and they've you know been pretty profitable, so should we look at it maybe uh doing an s corporation for them and and paying salary and and planning that way instead of so, um, you know, our managers are very talented. They're very good at what they do. And so they don't have to get me involved. But uh, sometimes it's just that comfort level a little bit to to have discussions with clients.
0: Yeah, I like how it's a team aspect, too. And um, I mean, that's kind of how obviously how we run our business as well. Sure. It's, it's a team aspect. I equate it to a doctor. I mean, would you if you had a huge major surgery coming up, you want one doctor looking at it or two? Yeah. Or same thing with CPAs. You want one CPA looking at your turn or you want a team of three or four or five? Um, just to kind of you know catch things that somebody else might miss
1: yeah every every return that comes through our office is going to get at least two sets of eyes on it uh most of the time three because we're gonna we're gonna prepare it at the at the staff level and you know use their their abilities their lower billing rates for some of the you know data entry and, and stuff like that and then their 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 cpas in training as well or some of them are cpas and so they're They're, they're looking at it and the managers are assisting them and reviewing the returns. And then, you know, my partner and I do a a lot of the, the higher level at the end. And and when we sign the returns. so you're getting at least two or three sets of eyes on a, on return and, and uh, you're right. That's, it's good to have that, that second opinion.
2: (laughs) Awesome. I'm going to ask a fun question, you know, right after April. What vacation do you take? You know, we, we hear we hear about all these CPAs party the whole, after the horror yeah. stories before. Yeah. Yeah. Then you guys have fun.
1: Yeah, um, you know, with kids, I haven't done a lot of. You know, a lot of the the older CPAs you hear, well, you know, after next week, I'm hitting the Bahamas for the next ten days, and you won't hear from me. I'm not taking my phone, kind of thing. And I haven't done that. I've, you know, I've, my youngest is is 15 now. She's still in high school, so. You know, they, they haven't seen a whole lot of me in the last, uh, few months leading up to, to the deadline. So, uh, I haven't just disappeared and my wife and I haven't just gone away. So we usually wait and plan the vacations around kids. But, um, we're, we're part of the BDO Alliance now, which is, uh, the BDO is a, uh, fifth largest accounting firm in the world. And by being part of their Alliance that we, we get some of their training materials. We have their expertise when we need it. And, uh. Um, that's, it's been very valuable to us, but they strategically put their, um, year in their annual meeting right around May 1st and and it's in Las Vegas. Uh So So you go out there for for the purely business meeting. (laughs) (laughs) So that's been pretty fun.
0: (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. Well, um, I guess we have a signature question that we always like to ask Anthony. You want to ask that for us?
1: Yeah. Oh, what makes you tick? Ooh, what makes me tick? Um, professionally what makes me tick is is helping people i mean i'm for better or for worse i'm I'm a people pleaser uh, which sometimes gets you in trouble you're trying to you know you overextend yourself but but uh being able to help somebody whether it's a a large sale of a business multi-million dollar sale of a business and getting a good good result from that or whether it's a a widow that has lost her husband and comes in it's, it's not a high dollar thing but it's somebody that you know, she needs help navigating the probate process and getting through that. Both of those are rewarding. And, and so, professionally, being able to help in, in situations like that is, is I really like. Um, personally, it's, it's, uh, it's seeing my daughters succeed and, and what they're pursuing. And uh, they're smarter than I am. My, my wife has done a, a fabulous job raising them and their uh, to be, you know, good students, good, uh, uh, strong faith. Um, And I, I can give all that credit to her. She's done a great job with it. But um, just just seeing what's next for them has been is really rewarding and exciting.
0: Awesome, awesome. Well, I guess we didn't even ask any of them going to get into the CPA world. Maybe
1: come <laughs> work, come work with their dad. Um, my my middle daughter Emma is an accounting major at Furman. Okay, uh, right now she's uh, so she's she's the only one that's that's looking in that direction at this point. But uh so we'll see awesome so i know my oldest has no no interest in it whatsoever <laughs> well,
0: she'd have a good mentor i guess She'd get to come in and, and see how it works yeah yeah
1: awesome. she's answered the phone in the office and stuff like that for us before and you know seen how exciting the the industry really is <laughs> Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> awesome awesome well thanks so much for for coming on today i guess tell our audience what's the best way to get a hold of you um obviously with tax season you know quickly approaching if, if they need some help
1: okay our uh we our two locations are in Anderson one oh seven Edgebrook Drive and in Greenville eight sixty two South Pleasantburg Drive. Um office number, main office number eight six four two two six oh three oh six. That's the best way to reach us in one of our um uh Mandy or Caroline will, be, will direct you to uh, to me or to whoever you'd like to speak with and um um our website is sojohnson.com so you can get our contact information there so thanks, awesome. awesome. for having me it's been great yeah, thanks yeah. so
0: much for coming on and uh, looking forward to an exciting tax season <laughs> <laughs> hey
1: come around quick <laughs>
0: awesome awesome well thank yeah. you guys so much for tuning in to this edition of connected by community brought to you by valentine capital advisors until we see you again go out and make our community great
2: All information during this podcast is for discussion purposes only, should not be construed as advice. Please seek the advice of appropriate professionals before acting on anything in this podcast. Past performance is not an indicator of future results. Securities through Triad Advisors, LLC member FINRA, Advisor Services through Ballantyne Capital Advisors, Inc., Triad Advisors, and Ballantyne Capital Advisors are not affiliate.